Play nice. Well, I'm I'm not gonna be petty today. <laughs> I have nothing but kindness in my heart. <laughs> all I have, all I am is nice. I, I would just like to say for the majority of this season though, everything that I have said has come to fruition. Has it not? I predicted the Big 12 champion. Not at the Big 12, sorry. The Big 10 champion. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Donovan. The, like, the ACC, the Big 10, and just by fanhood, the SEC champion. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that boy muted that microphone and started screaming. It <laughs> gives some water to prepare myself Not for this uh, foolishness <laughs> that's about to go on the pod. Um, y'all are drinking too much Kool Aid and don't want to <laughs> look at the actual <laughs> rankings. So, JT, I know you said don't be petty and play nice, but um, I'm I'm throwing out as many shots as possible today. Um, Starting with oh Notre Dame still left out. Um, yeah, even they though we been left out, right? But you know, I just wanted to bring it up that y'all are left out because I'm throwing as many shots. No reason. I mean, they're they were irrelevant anyway. But uh, I just want to be petty. Yeah. Uh, and, and yet you're not salty though. As per our texts, you are not salty though. I mean, no, I I'm not salty. <laughs> they going back and forth. I ain't even saying nothing. Lamar's is just being mad for me for no reason. Calm down, no. bro. We 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 haven't no, even not. started. Bro, take I'm a deep not. breath. Stop. I'm not Stop. mad. Here's I'm passionate. I'm not mad at anybody. <laughs> However, that boy said I'm not y'all mad. Are still, I'm passionate. Y'all are still drinking Kool Aid, and we're we're going to change that today. Okay, but uh, well, let's get started, team. Yeah, no, I'm doing the intro today because I deserve to. So, <laughs> so this Welcome is a solo in. pod. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. You, you've got thirty minutes. <laughs> so mad. Welcome in. <laughs> it's an off the cuff sports. Uh, as you can tell, one of our co-hosts is real is not salty. He's upset today, um, due to certain events that have transpired. How, how's everyone doing today, guys? Point of clarification, I said I was going to be okay if Georgia lost regardless because I knew that they were going to get in. But, you know. Can we please, can we please, like, record, like, the faces and put this online? Because, like, I feel like this is going to be a good one. Uh, but anyway, how's everybody doing this morning? How's everybody doing? We're good. JT, you good? Just, uh, brush my life. Hanging Christmas lights up on the on the roof, but you know. Yeah, no, no. Nah, we pay people to do that now. We're not doing that anymore. Once again, I don't have head coach money like you do, so you know. 
It ain't much. It helps, but it ain't much. More than I got. But Morris, how you doing today? Started a new job, you know, successful. How you doing? All right, this new job is uh, easy. I like getting paid not to do anything. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's jump right into it. The events that have transpired from yesterday. Um, I would just like to point out, you know, before we get started, that you know, somebody on this podcast called the SEC champion, the ACC champion, even though I was told that I was, or that person was told that he was crazy, and the Big Ten champion. Okay. Uh, so what what do we think about? Let let's start with let's just start with a, a random conference. Let's start with the the ACC. How, did anybody watch that championship game yesterday? No. No, nobody let's watched the championship game. Let's be real. I watched it just because I thought it would be good. You know, Kenny Pickett is going to probably be a, t- a first round draft pick if not an early round second. Got a chance to watch him play against Wake Forest. Four picks and two quarters for the Wake Forest quarterback. Kenny Pickett threw for almost 400 yards and a 28-point blowout. Um, Pitt's got a really good team there. If they actually had a decent kicker, they'd probably be in a higher bowl game. Uh, Anybody else got anything to add on to that before we move on? I mean, it is what it is. I'm not too worried about it. I mean, we didn't watch it, so. Honestly, I don't know why that was the late game anyways. Like, who who was really concerned about that game? I mean. I don't know either. That should have been on at noon, in my opinion. With the, uh, with the, the, the Mac. Like the, I was I was more concerned about the Big 12, Big 12 championship than I was about the uh, ACC championship. Which that was an incredible last play of that game. That was so big. But we got to save that. We got to save that. We got to save that. That's going to tie into our our one of our conversations today. Yeah. So let's go to the Big Ten. Was anybody surprised at the dominant fashion at which at which Michigan won against Iowa? I was. I was a little bit. <laughs> um, not so much the fact that they did they won by a large margin. I thought that Iowa's defense would have played a little bit better. I mean, still the outcome, um, I still thought it would be, a, you know, a significant victory, a dominant win, but I mean, thought I thought our man, uh, Coach Wallace, would, would get a little bit more out of his defense there. But. Just a little bit. And again, Just I also the same bit. thing for Belk when he, with Houston, but, you know, they, they gave up 40 points to Cincinnati, so. Yeah. By the I way, mean, it's I was oh my god. Oh, you're good. Um, no, I no, was overranked to um, to begin with. I went. Yeah, they they were just desperately overranked. Um, they haven't beaten anyone, and any of the good teams that they faced, not named uh, Penn State, even though Steve Clifford was hurt when they played. Um, you know, they haven't actually beaten anyone, so. I'm not surprised at all. They didn't deserve to be there. Wisconsin fumbled the bag. Heavily. Yes. Heavily. But that's what Wisconsin does. Yeah, that is true. Okay. 
done with that. Uh, now, let's get into these, these these more important ones. The Big 12 title. Big 12 title game. God dog it oh, uh, Oklahoma State. That is the definition of like getting to the very end. Like very end. And not crossing the threshold. Not crossing the threshold. I can tell that a lot of Georgia fans were praying for that game to go the way that it did yesterday, but that's really good. Overall, I mean, I'd be I feel like Baylor played the overall better game. Uh their quarterback was lights out. Baylor's defense was good in the first half. It really wasn't that good up after that point. But uh, you know, I wasn't really blown away by either team, but Baylor actually looked like they came to play. For the first time. Yeah, so for the first did, time. Did they even score in the second? They scored a field goal. No, the they didn't do anything. They, they was twenty one it was twenty one they twenty one points in the you're first right. half. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Golly, they didn't score at all. So, yeah. You can't. The fact that they won a game without even scoring in the second half should tell you something. Uh, that's true. Either that or Oklahoma State finally woke up, which is a little bit of what I thought happened. Oh, yeah. Got a, got a chance for them to actually, like, you know, show up and take care of business. But I mean, they they had their shot. I mean, let's let's be real. Oklahoma State. They did. They started. You know, they figured things out in the second quarter instead of the second half. They probably would have won that game by a, a decent margin. At that, had they figured it out in the third. I mean, sorry, in the second. Even midway through the second. Yeah. That first quarter was just too insurmountable to come back from, which is crazy. And you keep kicking field goals. You can't win games just kicking field goals. Cannot. Cannot, cannot. Uh, speaking of field goals, um, let's talk about the SEC title game. Wait, so, no, we still have the Pac-12 to get to. We, we oh, sorry, sorry. Pac-12, 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 Pac-12. Utah. Whoa. Beat the same team twice. Twice. In the same year. Same year. Same year. Meanwhile, this team beat... Another team that was up until last week was a lock to go to the playoffs. According to yeah. ESPN, all like, according to ESPN, it was like what was it, forty six percent? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they were like they were like in the high forties. They also lost to Stanford. So, um, are we really surprised there? No, I'm talking about how Oregon lost to uh, beat Ohio State. Right, but I'm saying yeah. Oregon also lost to Stanford. So, like, are we really surprised that, you know, that, what's his name, Utah or Utah State, whoever, yeah, actually but, I mean, won. They did it, you know, they, twice. It, was, it was, like, solid yeah. victories both times. Right. So that, that says something there. That's not just, oh, they got us on that day. No, this, they're legitimately the better team. Right. And that just shows where Oregon is as a, a program, and they just lost their head coach. So, well, Chris, where did the head coach go? Um, to Miami. Ah, oh, that's right. He did go to Miami. 
he got hired at Miami before they even fired their current head coach. So that's tough. Yeah. Manny Diaz should have went to Temple. I understand that they gave him that job because he was a, you know, a favorite, but he was not ready for that job whatsoever. Anybody agree, disagree? I agree. I mean, the issue with there is that he, you can't, you can't, you're, you're landlocked in the city of Miami. I mean, unless you, you start working your way into other cities to develop your facilities and whatnot. I mean, you're, you're kind of stuck. So, I mean, in Oregon was nice is that they can, and they've got, they've got the backing of Nike to have whatever facilities they want. So, I don't know, but that's kind of my thought with that. The first thing they need to do is get their own facilities to begin with. Um, but where are you going to put them? I mean, not in Miami. <laughs> So just pull I heard there's a lot of floating real estate out in Miami Beach, you know. Oh. Put some cinder blocks down in there. Build it coming out of the ocean. I think that'd be real good. Like have a practice, an open door practice facility that if you miss the touchdown, you kind of fall in the ocean. That'd be nice. Classy. Very classy. Very safe. Maybe uh, women's soccer practice field is, is set on a river you know so <laughs> notice what sport you just said and the reason why no one cares if it's on a river <laughs> it's like oh my gosh our girls soccer team just fell into the river wait what oh we have a, we have a soccer women's soccer team we have a women's soccer team it's like we have a women's soccer team <laughs> Uh, do you want to talk about uh, Notre Dame um, and their coaching changes before we get to the okay. SEC? Before we move to the SEC, I think that it is warranted. And this is going to be a bold, bold claim. But I dislike Brian Kelly so much that I'm calling it right now. What is it? November 6th, I mean, December 6th that Notre Dame will fifth. Notre Dame will make a playoff before LSU will. I will put I will put money on that. And I will bet and I think it'll be the current head coach that has just been hired and I feel like he will make a college playoff before Brian Kelly will. Cuz that was just I'm sorry. It might be wrong and petty. I just think that it was really classless how he left how he left Notre Dame. I don't, I don't, I, I already didn't like the guy. I definitely don't like him now. And then I he tries to add a Southern accent. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I saw that. I put it on Twitter. I was like, the one, the two things about this post, it's not going to age well because he's like basically making fun of Southern accents. And then two, he said he was going to win all of his games. The moment, and I believe so, the moment, that he starts to lose to the likes of the Bamas. And let's not forget that Ole Miss is in that conference. And Arkansas really isn't that bad. I love Brian Kelly as a coach, but kind of like somebody else's head coach, he always finds a way to F it up in the end. Somehow, some way. It never fails. There's my thing with it. Um 
Desmond Howard brought this up. I thought this was a very good point. Ed Ogeron could walk into a recruit's house and have a connection with the parents. That was he was one of them. <laughs> and that matters. That matters in the South. This man is an Irishman from Boston. <laughs> Like, let's let's be real. I could imagine him walking into my house trying to recruit my son and just being like, "Are you serious? Like, <laughs> you are going to try to convince me to take my son to LSU? Ask him about, his, ask him about his gumbo recipe. Ask, <laughs> how's your gumbo recipe like, sir? Is that? Oh, okay. well, that spice. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I needed that laugh. And I apologize. With that, supposedly, we found out after the fact that the ultimatum he gave to Jack Swarbrick, the AD at Notre Dame, I don't want you to match my salary from that LSU was offering me. I just want you to update the facilities there. And they said no. That's the story. That's Wait, poor what? Notre Dame. Really? Uh, that's the story, but I'm like, so, so hold on. Supposedly, supposedly. Now, whose camp did that come out of? Uh, I think it came out of Kelly's camp. It didn't come out of Notre Dame. Mm, if it came out of his camp, I gotta take it with a grain of salt. And the thing is, the thing is, the strength and condition coach. At Notre Dame had an op- opportunity to go with Brian Kelly to to LSU, and he chose to stay. If the strength and conditioning coach, it can't be that bad a facility. If the strength and conditioning coach is like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna stay here." Like, <laughs> and plus, so. this is Notre Dame. If you really wanted something, they were gonna give it to you. They were. They probably said no to you because they're like, "Oh, you, you know." You you coached yesterday, and now all of a sudden you get an offer, a you know a a huge offer already contract already figured out in a day. You know exactly. That's that that's if, if they did say no, that's why they said no. They're like, nah, you already got a foot out the door. Bye bye. We're done with you. And watching and two you years, really they rebuild their facilities for being that way? Right. But could you blame them for being that way? Like, could you blame them for being? Like, I can't blame Notre Dame as a as a school as an institution, yeah, for making that type of uh, that type of change or making that type of statement. Just because the pure fact of the matter is, is that like if you have done as much as your as Brian Kelly has for Notre Dame, I, even though I hate the guy, he's done a lot. Like it, it would be hard for me to walk away from that. Now, granted, the way that Notre Dame won schedules. And the fact that they have no conference title really made him into the coach that I believe that we all think that he is. And I think that that's fair. Like, I'm not dissing Notre Dame, but I'm just being honest. Brian Kelly, for the last 12 years, has never had to play in the conference championship had, and has always found his way into the top five by playing a mediocre schedule, if we can be completely honest. 
And that's not, you know, his fault. It's just the way that Notre Dame is set up, you know. And I think the one nail that, I mean, the nail that drove this into the coffin for him was the Lincoln-Riley move to USC. Because they're never getting rid of that game. I don't care if they do join a conference. They're never getting rid of the USC game. You can't do it. It's too historic. You can get rid of Michigan, but you can't get rid of USC. If he starts to lose that game consistently, like I believe that he was going to, he would have been out because then your only claim to fame is, okay, I went 11-1 or I went 12-0 and beat all my opponents. doesn't look so glamorous when you're getting beat up on Lincoln Riley and USC. So, I don't know. I think that once he gets to the STC, he's going to get the Lincoln Riley syndrome. Well, I believe for the first four years or three years that he's there, I think that he's going to be electric because because of the talent that Ed Ogeron has accumulated. Once that talent runs out and it's mm-hmm. all his recruits, LSU is going to be terrible. So if he doesn't LSU. win a championship or an SEC, sorry. LSU doesn't have talent right now. They don't Ooh, have at the skill at at the skills position they do. I, I'm just saying that with the, the class that they have coming in and the like skill wise, like running backs, wide receivers, DBs, safeties, like they're they're really good. Now the line isn't the best, and the quarterback is absolute trash. But I'm just saying, like the skill talent that they have is elite. It's not like Georgia, Bama, but I mean, it's it's right on par with like what Arkansas, Florida, and what Ole Miss has. And if he can recruit a decent quarterback, like he can push that, you know, over the top. But what I'm saying is, is after those first three years, he's not going to be able to do anything because I don't think he can yeah. recruit. I don't see this man walking into a, a black household in Louisiana, Georgia, uh, Alabama, or anywhere and being able to convince a black family like hey i need your son i don't see that but also here the same thing with that this is the second time brian kelly has dipped before a major bowl game for his team yep you're not even lying about that i forgot about that because he did it now you know one time is one thing but the second time in a row this is a pattern and now as a parent of a recruit, that's going to be in the back of my mind. So, I, do, I'm, do I is, is this guy going to leave my my kid high and dry in two years when there's something better out there? Yeah, I'm going to give him credit though, or the benefit of the doubt. I want to say credit. Um, everyone's leaving at this time, right before bowl games, because recruiting just opened up no, again I, no, no and so i'm not the, blaming i'm not it's the the system has a part to play in this as well because you have that early signing day and you have to do this at the end of the day this is what he's been doing and you are you don't know if you're going to be gone if he's going to be gone you know, you wake up one day. This guy's this guy's a, this guy's Bobby Petrino at this point. You don't know if he's going to be there the next day. That one right there. And my my issue, also my issue here is one. He either made this decision within twenty four hours, which you sh- which you don't make a decision within twenty four hours. That's stupid. Or that he's been working on this with them 
since Oger they announced that Ogeron was not coming back at the end of the season, which is so, also which is also shady. Apparently, there was a mutual decision for him to leave um, during the year with him and the AD, whoever that is. Oh, um, at Notre Dame. So right at Notre Dame. So it wasn't like a complete shocker, which is why you all also hired someone within a week. Um, granted, he was already within program, but like for that to already be ironed out, they they knew beforehand. So it wasn't a surprise to staff or administration, but to students or it was a surprise to his parents. coaching staff. His coaching staff did not know. Yeah, and so. that's why. I Feel like no, notice none of them shady. went with him. Notice not a single one of his coaches have gone with him to, there. I mean, would you? Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> like at Notre Dame, it's like as long as you got the right guy there, you can keep the. the it, uh, in my opinion, this even if they do join the S the the ACC, if what the reports are true and they and what's his name is actually going to Oklahoma, the defensive coordinator for Clemson, Clemson is done. And I, I don't think anybody disagrees with me on that. Dabo is a decent or a slightly above average offensive mind. He cannot coach defense. And he will never find anybody to the level of his current defensive coordinator. So let's just say for kicks and giggles, knowing that it's probably not going to happen. But if Notre Dame goes to the ACC, they dominate the ACC and the, and the current construct of where it is right now. I think we all can agree with that. I, I mean, I don't see anybody that can stick with them. Like, my God, they would have blown out Pitt by 50. Like, th there's just no denying that. So, I say all that to say that I, it just doesn't register to me that, like, why he would make this decision other than the fact of either it's something that we don't know or he's just a pile of crap. Like, I think... 79% of the general population believes that he is. That's just me. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I think we have to lean towards the latter because of how these, how his staff is reacting to him. Like Tommy Reese is his guy. He, he made Tommy Reese an offensive coordinator after one game and zero play calling experience prior to that. Like Tommy Reese played quarterback there, tried the NFL, obviously that didn't work out, came back and worked his way up as a coach within his system. And they're like, all right, you're gonna be the OC. That's the only coaching experience he has. That was 100% Kelly's guy. And he's he's one making these impassioned speeches about he's not going anywhere, you know, saying screw Brian Kelly. That tells me that there's, there's a lot, a lot of shady things that went on. This coaching staff clearly did not know that Brian Kelly was about to leave. Maybe the AD Jack did at Jack's world, but maybe he knew. But this, this staff was not privy to that information. When David Dean chose to leave Valdosta to take the, the co-offensive coordinator job at Southern, Oh, the full-time coaches were privy to the fact that he was interviewing for other jobs. Me as a GA, I didn't know. I'm a GA. Of course, uh, that, 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 that's one thing. But at least he had that conversation with 
the offensive, the, the, the full-time coaching staff. They were aware of what was going on. But, you know, and I mean, I understand he had to leave now. If he was going to leave, he had to leave now because of the way the system is set up. If he waits until after their bowl game, recruiting season's basically over. And we saw, we, we've seen, <clears throat> we saw with, we saw with Scott Frost, he tried to go back and forth between the two. It's uh, impossible. Yeah, his, they won their bowl game and he did right by them, but what has he done at Nebraska since then? And oh, you're right. He's the king of one loss, one loss, uh, one one score losses. That's what he. That's what his claim to fame is there now. But not only that, that puts both teams in a bad situation because yeah. you can't bring in a new coach because your your former coach is just there to coach for a bowl game, right? In theory, and then you can't fully dedicate yourself to the new team because you're preparing for, you know. I mean, there's, there's no right answer here at the end of the day. Yeah. No, but I think that if we're, we're, we're looking at in the long run, Nebraska is on the cusp of being good. And and I think a lot of reason why Scott Frost has gotten so much time is because of the guy that he is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, I really no. do feel like, huh? No, I'm, I'm with you. No, I'm with you. Yeah, I feel like he's gotten the time that he has at Nebraska because they see the improvement. They see what he's doing. And I mean, like, heck, Nebraska wasn't anything like, you know, in the five or six years before he got there. So, like, what's the time? You know, what is it when it's going to take a little bit of time for it to turn over? So I honestly think that, like, you know, Scott Frost is a that he did the right thing and that is the right answer because not only does that show you that you care about those kids if i'm a coach or or if i'm a parent and it's like my kid is going to play for somebody like that like yeah even though he left this job like he made sure that he got those those kids that he recruited at ucf through their bowl game beat the bowl game had an emotional exit with them loved them all hugged them all told him hey guys i'm sorry i gotta do this but this is my dream job and dip like that's the right way about it like in all honesty and i can't believe i'm saying this because everybody knows my disdain for lame kiffin even though he did bring us one natty with the way that he calls plays like lane kiffin overall is a piece of crap the way that he decides to exit jobs his entitlement is the way that he sees other people in the coaching world as far as football is concerned. And I'm saying, I think that Brian Kelly, the way that he did what he did is worse than Lane Kiffin leaving Tennessee to go to USC. I think it's worse. And that might be wrong. I all might disagree, but I think that that's even worse. At least Lane could hide underneath the fact that USC was his dream job. Brian Kelly has no excuse. LSU isn't his dream job. Notre Dame was his dream he's job. Just that's what he said. Notre Dame was his dream job. That's what he said. Yep. I mean, my dream job. And I mean, I'm staying in there till I retire. Like I'm either not working exactly. or I'm or I am I am at that place. I say, unless there's something that we don't know. Maybe the AD gave him an ultimatum and says, like, if you don't win or like get back or you don't compete or win or whatever, it's like we're going to fire you. But it's like that's that for me, that's no reason to leave kids that you've gone out personally recruited 
and leave them high and dry. Then you listen to the, the video that lasted all of eight minutes and the dry like reasoning of what he did. He stayed there for 11 minutes. These guys have dedicated three, four years of their lives to your program. And all you can give them is 11 minutes. I mean, at that, that just, point, it, I don't it, think they wanted to hear it anyway. That's that's true. No, that's, that's, you're not but wrong I mean, with that, but yeah. I mean, still, as a man, it's not, like I, I didn't sorry. see anything of how much he, that that he cared for them. I mean, you know as well as I do. So you, your players are your sons. At the end of the yeah. day, yeah. And I didn't <laughs> see that. I didn't see that from Kelly. I didn't see that from him. Nah, I mean, I saw that from, uh, from uh, Scott this, Frost when he left. Yeah, UCF. damn sure saw that. I I've seen that from Nick Saban. As as tough and unemotional that he is, I've seen that from him. But he truly does love his players. I didn't see that from Kelly. You, this, if you were going to see it from somebody, this is going to be the time to see it. Yep. And we didn't get that from him. No remorse, no feelings, no caring, no nothing. And I mean, it's just, that's why I, it's hard for me to believe that he's going to be successful anywhere he goes. Right. Because no matter what anybody says, that's going to play into a factor. Any smart parent is going to look at it as like, am I really going to trust my son with somebody who would leave a, a place at the drop of a hat with no warning, no nothing? Like, I'm just saying I can speak on it personally just because of the fact that it's like I had an opportunity to leave and go to the Crosstown Rival. I mean, better situation, you know, probably, you know, in five or six years, closer to home, closer to my family, school system that I grew up in and played for, knew the coach personally. But it's like you got to look at those kids in that locker room and tell them that I'm leaving. Why? Because of something that like I want. And like here, there's no, like there's no lack of talent. There's no reason for me to leave. The schools are literally 20 minutes apart. I just want to go because why, you know, it just doesn't seem right to me. And that's one of the main like main reasons why I stayed where I was. I mean, there's gotta be some sense of loyalty. When you put that much time in with kids, I don't care what level it is, whether it's little league all the way up to the league, like you, got to be able to be loyal to those kids because if you can't be loyal I don't want to hear anybody complaining about the transfer portal because shoot you know yeah, my mind has been changed on that. about loyalty of players and yet somebody gives you a bigger contract you're gone oh I'm gone Let and me, you're me. acting like you're struggling for money like oh they offered me 10 more million dollars like Bro, you're already a millionaire. He's making, he was making seven and a half at Notre Dame. He was making seven and a half million dollars at Notre Dame. And they offered him nine and a half. Like, you get to a point where like an extra million dollars, is, is it gonna, is it, is that, at, at the point that he's at, is that extra two million dollars really gonna make any difference in his life? That, that's what yes. I'm saying. It's like, you get yes. to a point where, so you're going past like, like two million? Already a, you gonna pass up two million? Let me see your face. Let me see your face. Are you gonna pass up two million? Solo, answer that question. If you had a chance to make two million extra dollars 
and be the bad guy, would you but make that's that scenario? Different. Cold? You're asking, that's different. You're asking like, as a, let's put it in terms that we understand. We got a $75,000 salary, but we're going to take a $95,000 salary to be, be petty. Is that really going to make that much different? I, I just in your did lifestyle. that. I, I just did that. I literally and look just... At, <laughs> like, and look at who we're talking to, and that's why. Look, I, I get how he left was bad, but I do not blame him for leaving whatsoever. Because at the end of the day, um, those kids um, that you love and have dedicated your life to, they're only in your lives realistically, um, you know, four years. You may That's have a lie. lasting. That's you a may lie. Have, if you actually care about up. these kids, they're going to be in your life for longer than four I, years. Real, I'm point. saying, re, hold on, hold on, time. I'm saying realistically, meaning that you can't keep up with 200 plus kids every year of your life, right? You, that it's just physically impossible to do. So you're going to have some kids that are, are around for longer who are going to be able to, to keep up with you, that you'll check in with, all that other stuff. Cool. I get that. However, at the end of the day, um, the end of the day. you still, you know, you still going to have, you know, kids that are going to walk out and that you're never going to talk to. And it's, it's not anything to say that you don't love them any worse that's this the same with us in college like we spent however many years with the same people in college and we still don't talk to them and it's not like i just don't care about you it's just i don't talk to you You're not just like actively in my life and i think as a human you can't put that responsibility on yourself to be there one thousand percent every time for every person even though you know you know, this you is may come up from them. the person it's, that does that as a lifestyle. So this right, is because really I I'm not going to put that I'm not going to put that unreasonable expectation on on people that they just have to always be there and they can't look out for themselves. That's to me that's what you put it on your. Okay, soul. let's just let's move on from this one. I think we said our piece about this one. <laughs> um, it's time to I think it's time to get to. Uh, what we're all here for. Solomon, uh, I guess since your team won in such convincing fashion, you have the floor. I, I have no, I have no words. I have no words. I, I, I just would like to say that I was on the side that I thought Georgia was going to kick our butts. Shout out to Bill O'Brien for calling the freaking game of his life. And shouts out to our old line who freaking demolished that front four for Georgia. Because nobody, including me, saw that coming after the way that we've been playing. It's almost like Bama had been playing on like half speed on purpose, knowing that Georgia was getting all the hype. And then like all of a sudden it's like, Nick Saban's like, okay, guys, look, we're going to play for real now. And we're going to leave no doubt that, like, we're actually a good football team. I'm just saying they fooled the crap out of me. Like, when they, when Georgia kicked the field goal and I, they started driving, I was like, oh, crap. Like, this is about to, the floodgates are about to open. Then they got a stop and a score. Then a stop and a score. 
I was like, oh crap. Like it's 17. Oh no, it was it was 10 to 3. Mm-hmm. Then we scored again. It was 17 to 17 to 3. Then Georgia scored and it was 10 to 10 to 17. Then we scored before half. I was like, oh crap. Like this actually may happen. And then I'm coaching a basketball game at the time. And like while we're in warm-up, somebody's like, oh, we scored again. And I was like, wait, what? Like, Bama scored. Like, we're up. And I was like, oh my God. Then now, of course I checked my phone that, right before. That uh Nick Saban threatened Bill O'Brien's life after last week's game. And that's why he coached. I them. bet you. I think he he called him into his office, and these were the exact words. It's like, okay. Belichick got you this job. If you don't find a way to win this game for me, you are not only will I fire you, you will never work in football at any level ever again. Like you will go coach your grandson in Pee Wee Park Warner football, and that will be the extent of you. You may get a middle school job, but that's about it. You'll get nothing ever again in life if you don't win this game. Hey, that threat worked. It freaking worked. It was just funny how, like, I had heard from so many Georgia fans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Georgia going to beat y'all tail. Like, it's over with. We whooped on them. Like, look at the margin of how Georgia's won all these games. And then what did I say last week? What did I say? I told you, if Stetson Bennett had to play from behind, what was he going to do? I told you, he does not have what it takes. This is why he's not in the Heisman vote. This is why he's not in in any consideration to be a good quarterback because he's playing with a souped up team. No offense, because Georgia has the number one, the best defense in college football. They have the best O-line, the best D-line in college football. The issue right now is the quarterback situation. Stetson is a decent, above-average quarterback. And we can can say what we want, but when it was time for him to make plays from behind, what did he do? And then I'll stop right there. Okay. One, no, nobody expected Georgia to play the way they did. So I'll give Alabama props for winning and in the in the manner that they won. From there, I will say, who did I say was going to give Georgia problems all year? I said it was two teams, Alabama, Alabama, Ohio State. Why? Because they have the type of offense that can beat Georgia which is an offense that's heavy on the pass um, and relies on playmakers. That's exactly what happened. I put this loss, I would say 90% on Kirby Smart and the Georgia or defensive performance. Stetson Bennett, he can't play from behind according to your, your assumptions. But nobody can really play from behind when you're down three scores. And 
Georgia lost that game when they went down three scores. That was the biggest issue. So do I blame Stetson Bennett or think any less of him because they lost and how he performed? No, because he wasn't, you can't stop anybody. You don't give up, what, 600 yards of offense and expect to win a game or have a QB save you. So I don't blame Stetson. Uh, did he play well? No. Um, he had his good moments, but, you know, I don't think offensively we had the right game plan we played or we ran the same plays over and over again just because they work once on a touchdown doesn't mean you run the same tunnel screen three more times in the second half and hoping something is going to happen Nick Saban's not that stupid so uh in terms of the game you know Alabama won cool Georgia gets a chance to redeem themselves so Yep. But all I was saying was, and I can't believe it, like, because, you know, Kirby Smart is like the next thing outside of Jesus and the Holy Trinity to you. And you blame it on Kirby Smart. But even though we've been saying since he got there that he's a great preparer, that when it comes to making adjustments in game, the dude is straight garboso. Lamore, hold on, L- hold on. Lamore, did the defense did the defense not play better in the second half? Lamore, they played better in the did, second half, but so, look at the play. I, can I? Can, but can I? Can I explain? This, this is just from my opinion. This is from my opinion. The defense played lights out in the second half. They did. The Georgia defense picked it up to another level. But was it an adjustment that Kirby made, or was it the the foot? going up the rectum through the small intestine, through the large intestine, into the stomach, and you felt the pulse of the toes in the stomach that got them to play better. Because in all honesty, I saw the same three to four blitz coverages. I saw the same rush. I saw the same defensive coverages. I just saw Georgia go harder. I saw, what is it, Rokarn Davis? Is that is that the, the young man's name? I don't know his name. Jordan. Jordan Davis. Jordan, sorry. Jordan. Jordan Davis. Rokon Smith was the, the linebacker from a couple of years ago that my bad that, that won the uh what award was that? Uh is it Dick Buckus Award? Dick Buckus Award, yes. Yeah. Dick Buckus. He's now yeah. he's now playing for Chicago. Right. There we go. You're right. My bad. But did you see him in the first half where a sophomore right guard, sorry, left guard was denying him at all times. It was a one-on-one matchup and he could not get around him at all. Bama didn't double-team him at all in the first half. Ever. And he was getting held up and stopped. Then the second half, he was like, oh my God, hello, hey, I'm one of the best players in college football. And then we had to start dedicating two people to him, which then opened up y'all's defense to another level. But that, that's all I'm saying. I don't think that he made an adjustment. I think the kids played harder because they were like, we don't want to get embarrassed. But that that within he, itself also didn't happen until midway through the third, if we're being honest. It's not like they came out of halftime and they were like, okay, yeah, dude, we're good. It's like yeah, they went yeah. down three scores. And then Bryce Young was dropping dimes that first drive. Yeah, so I don't think Jordan Davis, because his his strong suit is stopping the run, is is not getting after the QB. Um, 
and that's what we use him for. So I think also in the second half, y'all had to change up a little bit on offense. Not not a whole lot. You know, he was still driving downfield. But when it got to the third or the end of the third, fourth quarter, y'all could try to run the ball um, just to get the clock going. And that's where Jordan Davis, you know, his strong suit is. So in terms of defensive changes, I don't know. Our secondary was ass. I mean, it is what it is. But they've been ass, so it's not anything different than expected. It is what it is. I'm, yeah. I'm not uh, upset about the game. Yeah. Mark. My no, question. you have no reason to be upset about the game. They played well. They played well. It's just I think Bama just played up to their ex to their talent level for the first time this year. My question here is, you know, we'll we'll get into the we'll get this is the rankings here. We'll get to do we feel that Alabama should have jumped Michigan? Yes, yeah, I'm. No, <laughs> they should not have jumped Michigan. Not even close. Yeah, I'm with you. Michigan has a win over Michigan has a win over four ranked teams. Four, four. Okay, like four. Sorry, no, no, sorry. Three. There's no way in God's name that Bama should have jumped Michigan whatsoever. Which brings me to my next topic. The, what the committee said this morning on the TV was absolute B freaking S. And I know it. JT knows it. And even though Lamores is mad about it, he knows it in his heart of hearts. It's bull. It is absolute BS. Absolute BS. Michigan should not, Bama, Bama does not have a more impressive resume than Michigan outside of beating Georgia. Michigan has beat Ohio State. Iowa was ranked yesterday before they went into that game. What else was the notable win that Michigan had this year? It's one more that I'm missing. Uh, Wisconsin, I think. Wisconsin. If if you want to count that. They, eh. But that that's what I mean. So when and that, that you've got to admit that the weight in the fashion that Michigan beat a ranked team. I understand that Bama beat Georgia by 17. Iowa was ranked. They go in to that championship and they beat them 42 to 3. 42 to 3. Bama beats them beats Georgia 41 to 24. They put 41 points on the number 1 defense in in college football. I get that. But that's not enough to catapult you two spots. Especially but I know why they Michigan. didn't. You're going to agree with me on this, Solomon. Say they, it. They could, not, they could not justify Georgia dropping to four, which could not. I, I can, I'll give you that. And they were not going to have Georgia play Alabama immediately. They were going to wait for that to be the national championship game. If they were. Exactly, JT. And I can't wait to hear this. Please, my please question give, give is, me a reason. My my question is it's not with Alabama, Michigan. I can see both sides, like you know, it's up in the air. But um, why would they 
want an all SEC national championship game um, when they could just get it over with in the semifinals and then have the entire country watching the national championship game. Um, did we not want to talk about the last time they played each other in the national championship game? Thank you! We're one of the most incredible games ever. But we're talking about this coming from people who watch the SEC who like these teams. You go and look at every other college football program and their fan base, they are not excited to see essentially Georgia, if they could beat Michigan, and and Alabama go back against each other in the national championship. They're not excited about it, no. But let's 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 but let's be honest. It is a national championship game. Ratings will not be down. No, they will not. What would have been down? What what would Lamores and you know it to be true? There was no way in God's green earth that they were going to let Alabama play Georgia in back to back weeks. The SEC wasn't going to let that happen. And you know the committee wasn't going to let that happen, which is why what the committee says was BS. And you know that's true. Like I, I couldn't. Let's say be that. real. I couldn't say that. Then why didn't it happen? To, why didn't it happen the year that both Alabama and Georgia made it the first time? Because there's a valid argument. There's a valid argument that Georgia should have been one. They should have been one when Bama was four. You could the, not just the difference. Bama. Hold on. The, the, difference the difference is Georgia didn't beat the number one team in the nation that year in the SEC championship game. That's the biggest difference. I understand that they didn't beat the number one team. So remember, who was number one that year? Was it Oklahoma? I don't know who was number one going into it was Ohio the, State, um, I believe. It was Ohio State. And Ohio State completely botched the Big Ten championship that year. Wasn't what I mean botched, I mean like they were playing against an opponent that had no business than being there. Georgia had the more impressive resume had the most impressive win and absolutely murdered LSU in the SEC game. Auburn. Murdered. Auburn. Everybody Auburn. and their mom expected... So, Auburn. Sorry, Auburn. it was Auburn. My bad. It was yeah. Auburn. Everybody expected Georgia to be number one. Everybody did. And because of the fashion that Georgia dismantled Auburn. They did not do that because they knew that Bama was going to be in at four. And there was no way that you were going to have them play Bama the first game. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see an SEC versus SEC matchup in the first round. Now, if they make Nobody it to Nobody wants the playoffs, to see it in cool. the national championship. You should see how many comments are SEC biased because Georgia and Alabama made it in this year and they wanted to see someone else actually make it in. Okay, well, that argument let, and who was the other everything. option? Notre Dame. Who was the other option? Notre Dame. Yeah, just, I mean, just like the previous year, that year that we're talking about, who was the other option? A two loss, Cincinnati. Two loss? Cincinnati. That Undefeated. was last year. Right. Well, in that general, was not, that, Cincinnati was last year, not two years ago. There was no other option outside of Bama. The reason why, and and I'm glad that you brought up Cincinnati too. The reason why they could not put Cincinnati in last year was because of Texas A&M. And look it up. A&M had, had a SEC schedule because of COVID, and they had 10 SEC wins. SEC wins. 10 of them. That's mm-hmm. never been done before outside of Alabama doing it. 
that same year. Like, you could not justify leaving out AM and putting in Cincinnati because even though Cincinnati was undefeated, that's not the case this year. And that's why when I tell you that had Oklahoma State had handled business yesterday, there was no way in this in the free world that they were going to leave out Oklahoma State and Cincinnati. Because even though we are going to make the, you're going to make that argument that at the time these guys were ranked, as the season is delved down, your strength of schedule was not that strong. It's 42nd. So the and Bama's is 27. But we beat the number one team, which is what catapulted us to stay in. There's no way that they were going to take a one-loss non-conference Georgia and put in and I mean and leave out Cincinnati this year and leave out Oklahoma State. So y'all so should be thinking Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Oklahoma State would have made it. But what has Cincinnati done to deserve it um, that Georgia didn't do this year? No, and I and because Lamar, they, you got to understand, we agree. We don't we disagree that. Agree it, with it, you. Yeah, if it came down to it, it should be Oklahoma State in there, and not Cincinnati. Let's 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 be real. Yeah, but one hundred percent, we we agree. This is, we're, we're not talking, talking about who we think should be in or how. This we're talking about how the committee thinks. But the committee, the committee just put Georgia in over Cincinnati. Over because you can't justify having not, having them over. They're, but they're not conference. They're they are not conference champions. They are over Cincinnati. The college football playoff factually put them in. Why they Lamar, are? But in. why? Because they're not going to play Alabama and they're better. Play back to back that's not. You just that's told you why, why they didn't make them four. That's that's not why. Yes, it that is. is bro, why. it's one hundred percent why. You're okay. thinking we're drinking too late. You and I, I both know I that they were not going to make them play twice. Solomon, can we can we take away was... the the biased fan title for me and give it to somebody else? Finally, <laughs> it's close. It's close. How is that because, biased like, you... fan? They're ranked three. That's not me. Coming. Why I are they been ranked okay. three, Lamores? Look, Solo, I would have agreed with you if Georgia would have been ranked four. But the college football playoff, if you just expect them to, to push narratives that they don't want to have SEC go back to back in two weeks, I'm not with that. Me personally, I am not with that. I go straight by the facts. And the facts are they put Georgia in at three. You are arguing narratives again rather than what's the factual. Okay. Why did Okay, so then why, why was that narrative not held up two years ago? What narrative? I don't believe that's in narratives. My point. I don't believe in it. That's, but that's what I'm saying. You're saying you don't believe in it, but they've already shown you that it's how, the truth. How? Like, how is that narrative? They, they showed the Morris two years ago. There was no reason, no reason whatsoever for Georgia not to be ranked first. There was no reason. They, but they could not justify not putting Belma in as a one-loss non-conference champion. Look it up. You can look it up. They could not justify not putting Belma at four. That's the only reason why Georgia was two and not one. The only reason. Or, okay. or the fact that, you know, their their championship win was against a, a trash Auburn team. But, you know, it's all Auburn, good. Uh, okay, so I'm glad you said that. Look it up. Auburn had two decisive wins over, over top opponents. How many two. losses did they have? They had two. Did they? They Auburn had two losses because they lost the they lost the Bama in the Iron Bowl, 
Wait, no. So they would have had no, they beat, yeah, they they beat Bama. They beat Bama. They, 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 they beat, beat Bama. Bama in the Iron Bowl, which is why they got a chance to go. They can't be that trash if Alabama turned around and won the championship and they beat Alabama. Thank you. I mean, that's just logic and reasoning. All right, so that year, let's see. Clemson was number one that year. That, okay, that's right. That, Clemson, yeah, that's Clemson right. was that's right. number and, one. And Alabama destroyed them. Yeah, you're right. But and then still, Alabama right. was, right. was at Same was area. at five. So so here's the thing. Alabama was at five. Georgia was at six at the time behind Alabama. So you expect after beating a 10 and two Auburn that Georgia would bounce from six to one. Yes, because look at who Clemson played in the ACC title game. Probably nobody. <laughs> exactly. Clemson played absolutely nobody. Georgia had a more dominating win, and there was no question about that. Like, Georgia played a ranked Auburn team, even though they had two losses. I mean, they had one loss. Auburn was ranked. Mm-hmm. Clemson played nobody that was ranked in the ACC title game that year. Georgia absolutely deserved to be first. Everybody and their mom knew it. And I wish I could rewind it in time because there was a certain person on this podcast that also said that Georgia deserved to be one and that they had no business playing Oklahoma in the first game because it wasn't fair. Yeah, I, I don't believe that because Clemson was number one going into it. Oklahoma was ranked ahead of Georgia. That's because Georgia beat Auburn doesn't mean they should magically bounce all the way up above them. There, we don't believe in narratives. 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 I don't. Penn State was a two-loss conference champion. Ohio mm-hmm. State did not even play in the, the conference championship, and they got in. They didn't get in. That no, I'm not talking about this. Year. I'm talking about look, the the year that they won. The, they were they they got in. They they got in to the playoffs. The year that Penn State was the conference champion. Penn State was a two. That was the team. argument. And yeah, then, but and Ohio State did argument. not play in the conference championship. Still made it to the playoffs, and I believe they won it that year as well. They did because they were a four and they crushed Bama in the first, in the, um, what was that? Not the Cotton Bowl, but they crushed Bama in the, uh, Fiesta I forgot what it was. So, yeah, so the what Fiesta was, Bowl. so what was the narrative that year? Cause I'm confused. We care about looking at watching Ohio State more than we care about watching Penn State. Watching Penn State, 100%. 100%. So what's, like I what's said, that happening? You, you can't, I, what I, we're I, saying is, is that, well, all I'm saying is, is that you cannot say that the committee isn't driven by what they believe is best for not only ratings, but what everybody wants in college football. Now, I get it. We're in SEC country, but there was no denying. There was no denying that nobody wanted two SEC teams in the playoff. Nobody wanted that except for us. Nobody wanted that. So the fact of the matter is, is that had Georgia won yesterday, okay, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Bama would have been out. No harm, no foul. However, had Oklahoma State beat Baylor in considerable fashion, I'm talking about 17 plus, and they had beat Baylor, and the fact that they had played Baylor twice, okay, they're a one-loss conference champion, okay? So they're in. My argument is going to be this. 
You're saying that they were not going to leave. They were going to leave Cincinnati out and put y'all in. They were not going to make Georgia play Bama right back to back because it's not fair and it's not good for TV. Whether you want to believe that or not, like they've shown us that. They've so, shown us that. They, so they were not going to play them back to back. They've never my personal done, belief. They haven't, my personal belief, they go with who's the better team like by eye test the better team quote unquote okay <laughs> Qu quote on quote on oh, okay. when have they ever because done but saying when have they ever done that when have they ever done that it's would never you have rather had since would the you have rather would you have rather had notre dame or cincinnati in last year i test would have honesty, said i test would have said notre dame right but cincinnati's you know nine and oh coming into it they don't get in why their conference champs. Why? The more because I Notre test. Dame doesn't play in a conference. If Notre Dame played in a conference, they and played lost, in the ACC. No, they did not that year. Last last, last year, year they were in the ACC. Last year they were in the last ACC. year they were in the ACC. Yes, last year. Mm -hmm. Yes, they so played are, all so ACC. Are you saying that if, if Notre Dame had this record and they were in the ACC? They would be in over over Cincinnati right now. Is that what you're saying? This year? Yes. More than likely, yes. But they showed that they showed that all year. Why is Cincinnati ranked at number four when there's multiple teams with one losses ahead of them? They showed that Bro. to you that they value so, that. All I'm saying is that if you're going to take all of that, Lamorce, if you're going to take, if you're going to take the committee at face value, what's the last sentence that came out of his mouth before they went off the TV when they were talking about Cincinnati? Why did they keep Cincinnati this year? Tell me. This year because they won the conference. No, they said they were the only team in college football that was undefeated and they won the conference. So you're telling me we're looking at Cincinnati 12 and 0 based on what the committee said, because hey, there's no narrative. The committee said that they're 12 and 0 and won in their conference. Georgia's 11 and 1 so, and they lost their conference. And, and Oklahoma State has got to be giving in. You're telling me because of what the committee said that they're keeping Georgia in. Because you, so you believe what the committee says. Yes. So here, here's 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 my point also following that. So they're they're only undefeated and won the conference, right? say Notre Dame had won or played in the ACC and won their conference, right? They're basically throwing shots at Notre Dame at this point. They didn't play in a conference and granted they had their one loss, but they didn't play in a conference and look at all the teams ahead of them. That would prove if the Notre Dame was in a conference, it would prove that, you know, Notre Dame, they value that. The only reason that they didn't okay, get it th okay, this so year was because Notre Dame you, wasn't in You just in went conference. in a roundabout way of avoiding the question, though. You just went in a roundabout way of avoiding the question. If you're if there are you're, taking shots at Notre Dame, that's neither that's neither here nor there. What I'm asking you is that if they're take if we're taking the committee on face value, okay, mm -hmm. and we're judging and we're trusting them on what they said, then that means that Georgia would have been left out this year had Oklahoma no, State with a lost. Because if they, we're taking they them have off, a different. They have a different scenario. They have a oh, different so, scenario. So it's each situation. Okay, but okay. That, okay, that, yeah, that, makes, so, that makes sense. So there's, there's a sense. different, here's, no, hear me out because all conferences aren't created equal. There's group of five and power five and they show their, their 
whatever bias or whatever you want to call it towards power five conferences is that fair fair to say yeah. okay yes okay because if if that wasn't the case they would be number one right now right as the only undefeated so they they prefer they prefer the power five they prefer conference champions but you okay. if you're not in the power five or you don't have a conference championship to play for, AKA, um, you know, the UCFs of the world where they're not in the power five um, or Notre Dame's where they're not playing in a conference championship, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt with them. The only reason that they got it this year is because there's nobody else to put in ahead of them that would actually warrant it where they play power five or play or won a conference championship. That's the only well, reason. Here's, Notre the, here's the fatal flaw in what you're talking about. Here's the fatal flaw. And I will, and I don't care what you say. I'll go to the ends of earth and saying this. The reason why they get in and they don't at to this point, Cincinnati at the end of this season right now has a win over a top 10, uh, over a top 10 team. Georgia does not. You blew everybody out. You're mediocre. That were, they're mediocre. So that just goes and proves to you that at the end of the day, Notre Dame is at five right now. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame and they're still five. Georgia be up on who and they're still ranked. Nobody. Every other ranked Explain team that. that they play. No, no, they're not ranked anymore, Lamores. Who's Georgia not ranked? has zero. No, nobody who, that, that Georgia beat you, this year is ranked you talking, anymore in the final. What are you talking about? Who? What are you? Clemson Florida's is ranked. no longer ranked. Clemson is Who? ranked. Clemson, Clemson is ranked. Clemson is ranked. Arkansas okay, is ranked. You got Clemson. Kentucky is ranked. Kentucky is not ranked. Go anymore. check those. Yes, they are. Go check the stand. Uh, the rankings. The final one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me check. Or at least the one from last year. I don't know if they put out the the rest of the top twenty-five. Here. They've, they've dropped them at this point, I believe. Yeah. But I mean, here's the thing. If I would give you credence to that, that they would have dropped Cincinnati had they put Oklahoma State at four and Cincinnati was at five. That Oklahoma last week. Yes. Right. Yes. But Oklahoma because that State would say, lost. you know, because that now that because you're you're saying that the team because it would because if both teams won, Oklahoma State would have jumped in. That doesn't make sense. The, the committee would have valued Oklahoma State higher already. It was but it, Oklahoma it State hasn't done anything to be valued there. They lost to um, who did they lose to? They lost to Baylor, right? Oh, but, and like I was saying, hold on. But who, sorry, but who just, you're, but, but you're saying that you're saying you're saying here that 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 they that it that it Matt that that Cincinnati would have been out. Regardless of what they did, Cincinnati would have been out, Oklahoma State would have been in, and Georgia would have been. That's what you're saying. Right. If that was the case, Cincinnati would have been at five coming into the last, last week, and OK I State would about have been that. four. Because point. that's saying that it doesn't it didn't matter what Cincinnati did. It came mm. down to what Oklahoma mm. State did. No. That's what that's no. saying. That's, no. that's exactly that's what you're saying. That's five. No, no, that time. is five no. right there. I, no, time. You, that's because five for real. Here's here's the, the issue with that. I'm saying if if Oklahoma State would have won, they would have been what, 10 and one or 11 and one? Conference yeah, there was 11. With an, with an extra uh, 
what's it called? An extra top 15 win. That in itself would rank them ahead of what Cincinnati did this week because in theory, theory, power five conference champions mean a little more than group of five and then winning against a 15th ranked team or whatever Baylor was beats winning against whatever Houston was. I don't know the their numbers. The fifth ranked team in the nation? The fifth ranked team in the nation? Okay, that makes sense. Oh yeah, by the way, I just looked at the rankings. I said that Georgia has not beat a team that's ranked in the top 10. Uh, Clemson's well, ranked 19th. Yeah. Kentucky's we, ranked 24th. Well, hold on. You hold didn't on. say Kentucky's top 10. You said 25th. they didn't have a rank. I did. Say, like, rewind it. I would love to run this film back. I said top 10 win. I did. All right. So Solo. 25th, 19th, and 22nd. I did. I did. You may have so thought you got that, three? but you didn't. You only said ranked. Okay, you didn't well, say ranked. You I only said ranked. Okay. Well, top 10 wins. 19, yes. 22nd, 25th. 19, 22nd, 25th. And in dominating in fashion. In dominating fashion. Okay. Don't forget that. And one of the actual uh, criteria for whatever college football playoff goes off of is... Um, I guess style points, but margin of victory essentially is what it is. And Georgia, unfortunately, up until this point to where they got kind of demolished by Alabama, was leading the nation in that. But also, you have to keep in mind this as well. Who this another criteria? Another criteria, Lamores, for this committee is who who is playing the best football right now. Ooh, that I test, my boy. Up. Up until that point, up until this point, it was Georgia. Am I right? That's why I'm. That's why we're saying that they would have been out had Oklahoma State won, mm. because it's who's that's playing all I'm best saying right now. Now, but we're just and like, have and to I, like agree I said, to disagree. We I, will. I'm yeah. not. I'm yeah, like, I'm not going I, for I it. hate Oklahoma State right now because I would have loved to watch Atlanta burn to the ground. I would have loved to watch Athens burn to the ground because I honestly think that it would have. When you're talking about a team that went undefeated, beat a top, a team that's in the top five, like the teams that you beat, yes, you dominate in fashion. Like we've seen what they are, even in conference after you play them, it's like it is what it is. But then you lay an egg at the at the right time. Oklahoma State does what they're supposed to do, and Cincinnati wins their conference title in dominated fashion with a top ten win or a top five win, if that matters. It just it does not look good for Georgia at all. Doesn't look good at Georgia for Georgia at all. Yeah. And I would I, also like to say if the if the system works out the way that it does, this would be the best year for me because technically I don't lose. Like I I can talk crap no matter what. If, if Michigan somehow finds a way to put Georgia off, like I'm going to be the most boastful, arrogant person on the face of the planet for about four months. All because right, even already, if Bama loses to Michigan. already mid- are. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> He's right. Let's move on, though. We'll move on uh, to petty moment of the week. Um, unless there's anything else you guys have to say, but I think we've said all we need to say on this matter. Because nobody's going to back down. But, you know. Move on to petty moment of the week, unless we just think this whole podcast was the petty moment of the week. I would say that. Okay. Uh, We'll move on to final thoughts. Uh, 
Michigan, please, for the love of God, don't Michigan. Just don't Michigan. If you can find a way to beat Georgia, which I don't, like I said, I don't think it's going to happen. But once again, I didn't think Bama was going to pull it off. If Michigan can find a way to pull this off, I swear to you, I will, and I will say this to my dying breath, if Michigan finds a way to pull this off, Kirby Smart is Mark Rick. And that will finally submit it, put a step on it, and it will make it clear as day. He's Mark Rick. The GOAT. I'm not going to lie. The OC, I'm, I'm done. Harbaugh's OC was running. Oh, he, was, he was in his bag those last two games. <laughs> he was... He was in his bag. I mean, he had his running back who just broke a 60-yard touchdown himself throw a 60-yard touchdown on the very next offensive play. I don't know, dog. Like, I mean, it, like you just you just hope, dog, like, and not trying to make fun of anybody. The only hope that Georgia has is that if Kirby can find in these two weeks is to flip this and make this into motivational fuel. And hopefully Michigan is riding up on so much of a high because it's the first conference championship they won. It's the first year that they beat Ohio State that they think that they're untouchable and Georgia just catches them in the face. Like, because I think if this, if I not, think if this was, they were turning around and playing this, this weekend, this coming weekend, I think that would happen. But yeah. with all the time to kind of like decompress, like, like Michigan can kind of come back down, down, come back down to earth. Yeah. But like I, I said, my prediction don't. is I think that that Georgia, I still think that Georgia's going to beat Michigan. And I think that if Alabama sees Georgia again, I think Georgia will win the natty. And then we won't, we'll like, and I, you can put me on record. I really do think that. But like I said, once again, if this year plays out in the opposite way and Michigan finds a way to take Georgia out, I know for an absolute fact that somebody on this podcast, we need to just go ahead and put the insurance on the TV and on the systems and on the new couch. <laughs> like, don't be using that bonus that you just got to uh, to clean up your house after you break up a bunch of stuff. Anyways, um, I think the one thing going for Georgia is they're going up uh, against the offense. Yes, they score a lot now. Um, but the type of offense or how they score um, <laughs> goes straight towards the Georgia's uh, strong point, which is stopping the run. So um, I guess I said the same thing about Alabama, but I'm, I'm a little more confident in us beating Michigan than in beating Alabama. So I'm not, you know, tripping. whatever. It is what it is. Final thoughts, fellas? Bro. Always believe when it when in all doubt, always find a way to believe because for some way, somehow, like Daddy Saban finds a way to beat beat somebody, which is like the craziest thing in the world. I didn't think that it was gonna happen. And for some strange reason, I'm just I'm just gonna put my trust like and now y'all got a tune up game. trust. Now y'all got a tune up yeah. game. It should be a tune-up game. Like I said, I'm not looking past Cincinnati, but we both, we all know that, like, even without Mitchie, like, Bama should just come ready to play. But, like, I think we all know is that, like, 
we don't want to say it or not, this is like a defining moment in Kirby Smart's legacy. It really is. It, it really is. Because if he loses to Bama and then subsequently loses to Michigan, I know somebody doesn't want to hear this. I think that it's time to put him on that hot seat. Because he's shown me the exact same thing that we've been saying for years. Like, you can win good games, but when it comes to the granddaddy of them all, you can't get over that hump. Do I expect him to this year? I still think it's Georgia's year. I really do. Both hands. I think that it's still Georgia's year. I really do. They can, like, I don't think a third seed, a number three seed has ever won it before. So it's still a season for first for them. Because only one and four have ever won it. One and four. If I'm if I'm being honest, I think either ranked fourth or fourth or one. But if Kirby Smart doesn't win this game, he needs to be put on the hot seat because isn't that the same thing that Mark Rick was doing? No, nah, he wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't have even been in this position. I, you can't say that. I don't. Mark I Rick, don't know. I think I think what Mark. he's meaning by this position is. At the end of the day, both of these guys have been plateauing. Both Mark Rick plateaued and peaked and stayed right there. And so far, that's what Kirby Smart has been doing. He, he takes him to a high level, but he can't, he, he just can't finish it. He's at that plateau. He can't take it to that next final step. Um, but my final thoughts is, fellas, BSU is one went away from going back to a national championship. Yep. Y'all want a road trip if they win? And this coach lead. I'm not going to be on town. On the way. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> well, it's, it's the game is the, is the day after the last day of, of the semester. Yeah. I won't be in. That's the 18th, right? When is that? Yeah. It's two weeks from yesterday on the 18th. Yeah. yeah. I won't be here. Yeah. I'll be in, in a hospital room. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I'll be in the hospital. I don't think I, I, don't, I don't think April will be like, yeah, let's drive. Well, I wasn't even hours. saying as a family. I was just saying, you know, take the podcast oh, on the know, road. If I missed, the, if I, if I somewhere somehow missed the birth of my son, not only would I not forgive myself, I'll be a divorcee, and like, I don't, I don't like that look. I actually want to be in my son's life. <laughs> What's up? I would just like to point out. Do you, do you need to go? I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm being summoned yet. But I would just like to say, hey, we were civil. Yes. Nobody belittled anybody. We all argued our points, and everybody was nice to each other. I think that's important to say. I don't think anybody was disrespectful. I don't think anybody gloated. We respected each other's feelings. Even though we disagreed, we were still civil towards each other. And that's what matters. You know, I, I would I don't have pockets on these shorts. Um, but I think that's where you're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice. That's not nice. Lamores, what are your final thoughts? Um, actions speak louder than words. And unfortunately, y'all 
do a whole lot of talking rip and disregard the actual action. So that's that's my only only. But, but he's not salty. He's not salty. <laughs> I don't understand. Like we said, actions speak louder than words. What does that mean? What happened? The the, the committee. Their actions speak louder than words. But that's all. Nothing okay. against y'all. Okay, I'm sorry. One shot. Yeah. One shot. One yeah. shot. If actions speak louder than words, hey, those actions would have been backed up yesterday. Just saying. And with that, right. this has been Off the Cuff Sports. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. I, I love you guys.